Welcome to the Neighborhood Church Podcast. We are so thankful that you are listening in. The Neighborhood Church is all about helping people find and follow Jesus. We hope that through these podcasts you are encouraged, that you're inspired, and that you're provided with practical wisdom on how to find and follow Jesus. We hope that you enjoy today's podcast. Father, come in the presence and power and sweetness of your spirit now and challenge all of our hearts in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen and amen. So last Saturday evening we had the privilege of a surprise visit by our general superintendent. And David Wells came up and chatted briefly with me. We were under five minutes about what culture is. And he says, culture is the air we breathe. We want the air in this church to be healthy air. We want the air in this church not to be toxic. We want the air in this church not to smell like a dead rat somewhere. We want people to come in here and say, Oh, this feels good. This feels refreshing. This feels wonderful. We want the air we breathe here to be life-giving air. So the last two weeks, and Pastor Yasmin has has chatted about this a little bit, we've talked about, uh, and I'm going to try to, by the end of this series, just have four or five sentences we can really hang our hat on. We talked about we are going to be a church that exalts and enjoys God. We're going to be a church that exalts and enjoys God. Nobody wakes up in the morning and says, I sure hope I can find some miserable people to hang out with. Nobody, when they don't have a job, says, I hope I can find a job where everybody fights all the time. Nobody is looking for miserable people to spend time with. Nobody's looking for a miserable church. We are going to be a church that exalts and enjoys God. We're going to be that kind of a church. That's going to be the air around here. And the second ingredient is we are going to be a church where we are outdoing one another in showing honor. We're going to be a church that is outdoing one another in showing honor. And you say, well, that doesn't sound very scriptural. Well, let's look at Romans chapter 12 and, and verse number 10. Romans chapter 12 and verse number 10 out of the English Standard Version. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Outdo one another in showing, we're going to be a church that outdoes one another in showing honor. New Living Translation uh, makes it read this way. Take delight in honoring one another. We are going to delight in honoring one another. So what does honor mean? What is the definition of honor? Uh, Just look up 
uh, at the PowerPoint, and, and we'll talk to you about it. It means to esteem, to show value, to show great respect towards, to have high regard, showing to a person high regard. It's appreciating people. When people come into this house, We need to make sure they feel appreciated. We need to make sure that they feel valued, esteemed, respected. What isn't honor? What honor isn't? The antonyms of honor. Uh, to treat as common, treat as ordinary. I want you to hear me tonight. None of you are common. Every one of you is very special in God's eyes, and if you are special in God's eyes, you are special to us. We are going to honor one another. So that's my first point tonight. We are going to honor one another. Uh, the culture of the body of Christ is always meant to be a culture of honor. The culture of the body of Christ has always been meant to mark, be marked by honor. So you, you, you read this great portion of Scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we talked about it as we talked about being assembled together and and how the ear says, well, I'm not the eye, so I don't matter. And, and the hand says, I'm not the foot, so I'm not really that important. Uh, but the body of Christ doesn't work that way. The body of Christ is marked by honor. Honor keeps coming up in that 1 Corinthians 12 description of the church. 1 Corinthians 12 and verse number 23. Those members of the body which we deem less honorable, on these we bestow more abundant honor. We are just outdoing one another and showing honor to each other. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse number 24. God has so composed the body, giving more abundant honor to that which mem the member which lacks. We honor, oh, they're not important. Well, if they're not important, we're going to honor them. Honor, honor, honor. Honor marks the culture of the Lord's church. 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 12 and verse 26. If one member honored, all the members rejoice with it. I have been to churches that have said this, and it's been in a policy manual. We won't appreciate people in the church because people get offended when they're not recognized. What? Get over yourself. When others are being honored, others are being noticed, others are being recognized, we're just going to celebrate it. We are going to rejoice it. We, when we think we've honored enough, we're just going to throw more honor on. The culture of the Christian community. It's how we're supposed to, to live. I had the privilege this week of teaching an introduction to pastoral life and leadership at Horizon College and Seminary. Great class, great class. Highly engaged, just, just fun to be with them every day this week. 
And I kind of said a, a closing prayer and said, thank you for the week. And, and a young lady said, just a moment, Pastor John, just a moment. Came up to the class, front of the class and presented me with a thank you gift for teaching them all week. I've taught more times than I can remember in more places than I can probably write down quickly. I've never at the end of a class have a class say, slow down, pastor, we want to say thank you. They honored me. Ryan was in the class. Thank you, Ryan. My instinct is there's something in the spirit of each of those students that's going to do big things because God always brings honor to people who give honor. We, as a church, are going to honor one another. And we're going to honor our spiritual leaders. We're going to honor our spiritual leaders. 1 Timothy 5 and verse number 17, so we're on point. Uh, the elders who rule well are to be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. What do we do with the elders, the spiritual leaders? We consider them worthy of honor, and some are even worthy of double honor. We're going to outdo ourselves in handing out honor, in dispersing honor, in distributing honor. 1 Thessalonians 5, 12, and 13. We request of you, brethren, that you appreciate those who diligently labor among you and have charge over you in the Lord and give you instruction and that you esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Live in peace with one another. We are going to esteem our spiritual leadership around here. Yasmin is not just Yasmin. Yasmin is a pastor in the house. And while she floats and works and loves amongst us, she needs to be esteemed and highly regarded. That's how the church works. And I, and, and I could go over pastors' names one by one, but, but that's how the Lord has set up his Work has set up his kingdom. It's a kingdom of honor. It's a kingdom of honor. So I uh, slipped out to Living Waters for a couple of days the week before last and uh, got a bit of rest and also slipped into one of the services at seniors camp. And when we got to the service, we found out that Claude Tucker, who is now in his 
mid-80s, after living in this province for 30-plus years, is moving to New Brunswick. Just wanted to sneak away. And my heart was moved because this brother has sacrificed. But, but there's a, a neighborhood church connection here. You see, this church started out as an independent church, and I, I don't say that in a derogatory way at all. It just wasn't associated with any denomination. And, and somewhere along the path, it was going very well, and then it started to kind of fall apart. And Claude Tucker came in. And Claude Tucker worked and worked and worked and worked to make sure this church got back on its feet. And we wouldn't be gathered like this tonight if Claude Tucker, a Newfie from Newfoundland, <laughs> The call of God in his life said there's good people there and there's a work of God to do. And Claude brought this church to health and strength and brought it into the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada. And I told that story at our board meeting a couple of weeks ago. And I said, I think we should honor them. And without hesitation, this was not a discussion. Yes, we're going to honor Claude, and we're going to make sure his gas costs are covered for his trip to New Brunswick. He served us, and when people have served you well, the church needs to rise up, and the church needs to give honor. That's how the body of Christ works. So we're helping Claude and Rita. They invested in us. We're investing in them. We're going to honor. We're going to honor our spiritual leaders. Interesting verse, and, and this isn't in the PowerPoint, so you're actually going to have to get your phones working or your paper copies working. But uh, Matthew chapter 10, 41 verses and 42. Interesting stuff here. He who receives a prophet... In the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. So you receive people, you honor them, you accept them, you receive a reward. He who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever in the name of a disciple gives to one of these little ones, just a, a little person, a cup of cold water to drink, truly I say to you, he shall not lose his reward. Now, here's what Jesus is talking about here. In all of our lives, we have three groups of people. We have people who have authority over us. That's governmental authority, that's employment authority, that's family authority. Uh, and that's spiritual. We have people in authority over us. So first group, people in authority. And then we have our peers, people who, like us, are just ordinary, hopefully righteous people. And then we have people who are uh, at 
and I hope we don't think of them that way, but a lower level whom we have authority and responsibility over. And this portion of Scripture says you receive them all. Your heart is open to all of them. You honor all of them. And what happens when you do it? What happens when you do it? You get a reward. You get a reward. God honors those who give out honor. God honors those who give out honor. 1 Peter chapter 2, and uh, I think it's verse 17, says honor one another. So we're just going to... We're going we're gonna to honor, honor, honor around here. We're going to outdo one another in giving honor. That's going to be our culture around here. So we're going to honor one another. We're going to honor our spiritual leaders. And number three, and this is so important, we are going to honor God. We're going to honor God. Part of that is... <laughs> We're going to honor God with our finances. Proverbs chapter 3 and and verse 9. Honor the Lord from your wealth. The paychecks that come in. I got paid this week. I just love pay week. Only thing I love about pay week is I get to honor the Lord from my wealth. I get thrilled about that. There is no thrill for me at all in writing a check or paying uh, SAS power. It doesn't do anything for me. But I can take my income and I can honor God from my wealth and from my paycheck. We're going to honor God with our money. And we're going to love doing it. We're going to honor God with our whole lives. We're going to honor God with worship. Revelations chapter 4 and verse number 11. Worthy are you, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you have created all things, and because of your will they existed and were created. God has created everything. God has created you. You have been plan- in part of his plan and purposes from the beginning of the beginning. And we respond to that, and we give him honor, and we give him our worship. Jesus is in his hometown of Nazareth. And Saturday comes along and uh, he makes his way to, to the little synagogue. And when it comes time to do the scripture reading, they ask Jesus to read the scripture. Jesus opens up the scroll. He reads the word of God and then he rolls the scroll up and the whispering starts. Isn't, isn't, that, the, isn't that the little kid who did, lived down the block? I'm... I, Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the little guy who was in Sally's math class. Come to think of it, I think he and his dad came and helped build us some new furniture for the family room.
story tells us that while Jesus was in Nazareth, he could, Matthew, Mark chapter 6, do no mighty miracles there. Did maybe a couple of little ones, a couple of headaches went away, and maybe some minor arthritis, but he could do no mighty miracles there, Mark chapter 6 and verse 5. Why, why was that? Because the prophet was an honor, and I think it's verse 4, in his hometown. What releases the ability and the presence and the power and the glory of God among the people of God? It's when we're a culture of honor. That's when we're a culture that honors him. The air we're going to breathe around here, when people come in, they're going to, they're going to assess, oh, this is invigorating, this is fresh, this place is marked by honor. I, uh, led and served you for 18 plus years now. I am your greatest fan. I brag on you everywhere I am. But I also fear that maybe over the last, for whatever period of time, a couple of years, three years, I don't know what it is, we've let a little leaven creep into the house. And we've stopped honoring one another as we should. And the problem with that, my friends, is when we stop handing out honor. When we stop honoring one another, when we stop honoring him, God turns off the honor tap towards us. And that is serious stuff. And I'm concerned. I, I haven't stopped loving you, I haven't stopped bragging on you, but I'm concerned 
What is the foundation that makes honor work? What is the foundation that makes honor work? Proverbs 15, we read this. Fear of the Lord is the instruction for wisdom, and before honor comes humility. As soon as we start thinking we're smart, and we're smarter than others, and everybody should be following us, we lose honor. Before there ever is honor, there's a foundation of humility. Some of you are saying, ah, just one verse. Proverbs 18, verse 12. Before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty. But humility goes before honor. This posture of humility where we regard one another highly and prefer that others get honor and attention and esteem before we do is the place where God is able to pour out honor upon us. Proverbs 29 and verse 23. Do you want God's honor in your life, do you? Anybody here interested in having it? I sure long for it. I long for it. I hunger for it. A humble spirit will obtain honor. I close with this story as the worship band makes their way back. Please don't pay attention to them. Pay attention to the story. This is important. John Bevere travels around the world ministering in churches. Tells about going to a church a number of times. And every time he went, there were about 100 people there. 100. First time he went, there was 100. Second time he went, there's 100. Fourth time he went, there's 100. Sixth time he went, there's 100. Hadn't gone for a couple of years, and his administrator says, uh, uh, that church you've gone to, they want you to come back. He said, let me see the information. They said their attendance on the information they'd sent to her was 1,000. He said, oh, that's not the same church. They've been 100 forever, and they're going to be 100. That's not the church. She said, no, John, that is the church. John Bevere showed up at the church, and they now had multiple parking lots and people had golf carts, and you'd get out of your car, and you'd get in the golf cart, and they'd bring you to the front door. Got in the church, the sanctuary, they'd got a new building, the sanctuary was full, people were standing around the back. And he went to the pastor, he says, what happened? What happened? 
He said, Pastor, I, I was getting tired of listening to my church people show disrespect to one another and disrespect to our government and our local government. There was just this everybody's wrong and I'm right attitude in the house. So I went to the mayor and I said, uh, can you help me? Our church needs to bless this city. You got any projects we can take on? And the mayor said, well, as a matter of fact, I wanted to get in the budget this certain item, but I can't do it. And pastor said, how much is it? He said, $25,000. Pastor said, perfect. And he got up the next weekend and he said, church, we have allowed some really poor attitudes to creep into our house. And uh, it's hurting us. Our attitude towards our local government and all the complaining I hear about the taxes and the roads and the foyer is not honoring our leadership in this city. And we're going to repent of it, and we're going to repent of it today. And our act of repentance is going to be sacrificial giving. We're going to buy masks for every one of our firemen. city can't afford to do it. It costs $25,000. They passed the plate, and the offering exceeded $25,000. And that Wednesday, he went and presented a check to that city so their firemen could have proper masks. And he said, that act of repentance and that act of honoring a government we've been complaining about all the time released something in the house. <laughs> and pretty soon we're buying new property and we built this great big whole church. And when we had dedication Sunday, almost every employee of the city showed up and a whole bunch of them gave their life to Jesus. Do you want honor personally? Do you want the honor of God resting upon your life? Stop nitpicking, stop complaining, stop criticizing, stop being arrogant. It releases honor. When you honor others, it releases honor to you. Do you want, do you want, do you want, do you want, do you want? The honor of God, the esteem of God, the favor of God to rest on this house. I hunger for it. It comes when we start releasing honor. Nitpicking will take it away. Nitpicking will take it away every time when you start honoring, the honor of God comes. And what a difference it makes. Because <laughs> people come in and they say, wow, this is different than everywhere else. We're going to honor him.
We're going to honor our spiritual leaders. And we're going to honor each other. That's what we're going to do around here. And right now we're going to stand. And we're going to give our wonderful Lord, who's so worthy of honor, our worship. Would you allow the Holy Spirit of God as we worship together, would you allow the Holy Spirit of God to speak to your heart tonight? Maybe there's some areas where you've been dishonoring, where you've been proud, where you've been arrogant. Would you find a place of repentance in your heart? Would you ask God to help you live in a spirit and an attitude of, of great honor? Honor begets honor. Honor begets honor. We are so thankful that you've listened in to the Neighborhood Church Podcast. If you have questions or comments about what you've heard, we would love to hear from you. Go to the podcast description and follow the link to get in touch with us. Everything we do would not be possible without your generosity. If you would like to give, check out that same link in the podcast description. If you have enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. Thank you again for listening. God bless you.